0: Welcome into Hitting Hard with John Chuckery. Today on the show, Falcons make their first pick. Round one, pick eight, Drake London out of Southern Cal. Okay. Uh, we're gonna take the whole show and break this down the way that I always do with facts, stats, numbers, everything that you could possibly imagine. It's hitting hard with John Chuckery, locked on Sports Atlanta. Welcome into hitting Hard with John Chukri on Locked On Sports Atlanta. We thank you so much for being a part of the show and checking us out. Head over to YouTube, youtube.com. If you will put in your search bar, Locked On Sports you in and, and Atlanta, Locked On Sports Atlanta, you will find us very easily there. Hit that subscribe button. Give us a review. Tell us what you think about the show. Leave us a comment. And of course, follow me on my Twitter page. My Twitter page was blown up last night, at JMCH316. The Atlanta Falcons last night, round one, drafted Drake London, wide receiver out of Southern Cal with their first pick of the draft last night. Was an interesting draft leading up to that. Um, Not really too many surprises. Both of the top corners had gone early uh, in the draft. One of the best tackles had gone, well, actually really both the best tackles had gone um, in the draft. Couple of the top uh, pass rushers had already gone in the draft. It wasn't too overly surprising about the guys that went before the Falcons picked. They were all the guys: Thibodeau, Hutchinson, Neal, um, Sauce Gardner, Stingley. You know, maybe one of those guys and all of those players could have fallen to the Falcons, but they didn't. So the Falcons get to eight, and you looked and said, okay. Maybe it's Kyle Hamilton. Jermaine Johnson's on the board. Um, Obviously, any of the wide receivers are on the board. Malik Willis is on the board. Falcons take Drake London, wide receiver out of Southern Cal. Now, a lot to get into, and and I'll try to keep my thoughts as organized as I can, because I'm going to take the emotion out of it, and I'm going to give you some numbers and things like that. Let's start first with the narrative about Drake London. Because I did have to laugh when people came on my Twitter page trying to inform me about Drake London. Are you effing kidding me? Who do you think you're talking to? Okay. I guarantee you that number one, I've watched more Drake London than any of you have. And number two is I did an interview with the play-by-play voice of Southern Cal football who's been there before most of you were alive and previewed it because... I've talked to the guy many times. I know my information is good. And this guy watched every single snap ever taken in a game by Drake London. So nobody's filling me in about Drake London. Let's get that nonsense out of the way first and foremost. I'm teaching you about Drake London. I'm giving you the information about Drake London. So miss me with that about what he is, where he is, this, that, and the other, okay? Uh, that, that that drove me nuts, that part of it last night. Now, I wanted Jermaine Johnson. And we'll break all this down all through this entire episode. I wanted Jermaine Johnson. Yeah, but Jermaine Johnson slipped. It didn't slip. Look at the teams that drafted after all of that. You think the Pittsburgh Steelers, who literally just signed the guy who tied for the single season record of sacks in a season in the NFL, but worried about investing another first round pick into a defensive end when they desperately need quarterback. The New Orleans Saints have two top tier pass rushers in Davenport and Cam Jordan. They weren't going to invest. The Eagles want an interior line because they've got pass rush all the teams that have pass rush figured out didn't draft them that's why he dropped what do you not understand about this he didn't drop because well maybe there's something wrong with him no because all the teams picking afterward are 40 50 sack teams in the league the steelers don't need more pass rush help the Patriots or the uh Um, Saints don't need more pass rush help. The Eagles don't need more pass rush help. The Redskins don't need more pass rush help. They just drafted the number two guy in the league a couple of years ago, Chase Young. That's why. The Rams don't need more pass rush help. Those teams need other things. They need wide receivers and safeties and corners and offensive linemen. They don't need pass rush. Look at the numbers. The Falcons had 18 sacks. There were what? Four guys in the league by themselves who had more sacks than the Falcons. That's why he fell. Is there something wrong with him? No. If I have 50 sacks already, I'm not worried about adding another guy. I can add a guy later on to my mix. I don't have to use first round NFL draft capital to get something I'm already good at. See how that works? Isn't that funny? (laughs) We got to take the best available player. Are you telling me that Drake London was the best available player? Kyle Hamilton on most every board in the league was the number four or five player at lowest on a board. I'm not for taking Kyle Hamilton, but if your theory of best available player is true, then that would have been the pick. And some people would tell you that Drake London is not the best wide receiver in the draft. I'll have that argument. I don't have a problem with ranking him the number one wide receiver, but there are certainly cases to make about other guys. But again, again, it's the most deficient line of scrimmage team in the NFL. Yeah, but we have needs and wide receiver was a need. You have needs at defensive line. You need. Here's what you need. You need a quarterback. You need offensive linemen. You need a right tackle. You need defensive tackles. You need defensive ends. You need a, a long-term answer at your second corner position. You need another linebacker. You need, you need, you need. You need a punter. You need, you need, you need, you need, you need. Wide receiver wasn't unique to the 19 other things that the Falcons need. We need a wide receiver. Our room's not very good. Your pass rush room's even worse. You had Stephen Means, who started 14 games last year, who didn't have a single sack in the league and had three quarterback hits. That's three more hits and no more sacks than I had, than me, line me up and I could have gone a season with no sacks for you. That's why I'm frustrated about the pick, not the person and not about Jermaine Johnson slipping. It's about fixing your football team. Now, when we get back, okay? You know, the Falcons who have drafted pass, uh, catcher with two top 10 picks in back-to-back years. You know this has been tried before, right? I'm gonna give you the stats on the team that did this before, and we're gonna start to break down too about money in the NFL. John chucker here, hitting hard on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Back at on hitting Hard with John Chukri on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Please head over to our YouTube page, Locked On Sports Atlanta. If you go to YouTube and put in the browser Locked On Sports Atlanta, you will find us there. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate everybody being a part of the community as it is growing every day. And, of course, give us a review. Tell us what you think. Give us a comment as well. Follow me on my Twitter page. Like I said, my Twitter was blown up last night. Thanks to all the new people that were following me at JMCH316. Now, one other quick narrative before we go into what I, I said about this having been done before. People acted like last night was Terry Fontenot's first draft. I actually had some people on my Twitter page. Well, you gotta give Terry Fontenot time in his first draft. He was here last year. Did you miss that? When when we had our unicorn in the first round, our second round pick played 23.5% of the snaps last year. You had the worst interior offensive lineman in the league that started in your third-round pick two bums in the fourth round, and then your fifth round player that you quote-unquote thought was one of your edge rushers barely got on the field and couldn't sack the quarterback if his life depended on it. Did we miss that? Okay, anyway. Now, the Falcons have selected in back-to-back drafts, they've had back-to-back top 10 picks in the draft and have selected back-to-back pass catchers, two pass catchers, in consecutive drafts in the top 10. Do you know that this has been done before? The last time that this was done in the NFL was by, drum roll, the Detroit Lions. In 2004, the Detroit Lions took Roy Williams, wide receiver, out of Texas. Then in 2005, they took Mike Williams, wide receiver, out of Southern Cal. No doubt about it, two top 10 worthy picks, two tremendous players when they came out of college. Wanna know how the Lions did? Okay, in 2004, when they drafted Roy Williams, that year they went six and 10. The next year when they drafted Mike Williams, they went five and 11. The next year when they had them both together, let's rock and roll, ready to go, three and 13. The next year, okay, we're ready to pick things up. Things are gonna get going. What are we? Seven and nine. Okay, cool, not great, but we're ready to build. Fifth year. Four years into Mike Williams' career, five years into Roy Williams' career, how do we do? 0 and 16. Does that sound like a good track record when you've drafted pass catcher in two consecutive drafts in the top 10? Now, I brought this up a couple of weeks ago. What is our offensive philosophy? So Matt Ryan, the last four years, averaged 600 pass attempts. And y'all pissed and moaned about, well, he's throwing it too much and we can't protect him and this, that, and the other. Well, you've just invested in a pass catcher in back-to-back drafts for the first time in, what, 17, 18 years in the league. What are you going to do? You're going to run the football now? I have two top 10 picks. You damn sure better be throwing it all over the yard. Oh, what's that? we have Marcus Mariota. What is Marcus Mariota's best ever number, highest ever number in a season for pass attempts? We just said Matt Ryan in a four-year stretch, the last four years, averaged 600 pass attempts. You know what Marcus Mariota's best number is? 453. 150 less attempts than Matt averaged over a four-year stretch and you have two top 10 in back-to-back draft pass catchers you still can't protect your quarterback <clears throat> still can't run the football still can't do a whole lot but we sure have a lot of draft capital in all of the things that what are they going to do for our offense are you telling me that this will be the best offense in the nfl it damn sure better be if you're telling me that we've gone back-to-back drafts with pass catcher. Now, let's go back to Julio Jones in 2010 when the Falcons traded up from, whatever it was, 21-22, up to number six and took Julio. They had lost to the Green Bay Packers at home in the playoffs off of a 13-3 and season. Why'd they go get Julio Jones? they invested all this Jeff in Julio, you forget about that. No, because they were ready to win the Super Bowl. They thought they had a Super Bowl-ready roster. They thought they had their offense figured out. Tony Gonzalez, Hall of Fame tied in. Roddy White was a top-tier wide receiver. Michael Turner had had one of the best couple-year of year runs as a running back in the history of the Falcons organization. They had their offensive line figured out. They had their quarterback figured out, Matt Ryan. He was in getting into the prime of his career, and they thought, Let's go roll the dice on a big-time playmaker because we got to be the Green Bay Packers. And they traded up and got Julio Jones. That's why they did that. Not because they they need wide receivers and their room's not good and all that. There are times when it makes sense to go up and do that. But you've had back-to-back top 10 picks on pass catcher with a quarterback that's never thrown it more than 450 times in a year. And okay, let's say they draft a quarterback today in the second round, a guy who's never played in the league. So I got all these guys that are pass catchers now, because if you've drafted fourth and eighth and back to back years with pass catcher, that's a lot of draft capital, folks. Well, your team is built in the second through the sixth round. If you think that building a team is sustainable by missing on your first round draft picks you're crazy you are insane you're telling me you know nothing about the nfl without telling me you know nothing about the nfl you can get over the hump with your second third round picks you can't get a viable franchise without first round talent and miss me with the whole tom brady nonsense You're using the one outlier in the entire, how many years is the NFL now? A hundred years? You're using the one outlier in the hundred year history of the NFL telling me about Tom Brady. There's no player in the entire history of the league. How many players have played in the NFL? Tens of thousands. There's net hundred thousand There's never been a player in the history of the league like Tom Brady. And you're going to use that as an outlier. Miss me with that nonsense. Save that argument for the dummies. Okay. Save that argument for them. If you can't hit on your first round picks and they aren't impact players to your football team, you won't be good. You won't be good. You can get over the top and get up to the next level when you draft really well in the second, third, fourth round. But that's not the core of your team. That's not the basis of how you draft your team. That's not where the, the functional foundation of your team comes from. You know what happens when you miss on your first rounders, you still end up drafting high in the first round every single year. The Texans really haven't missed that often on their first rounders, have they? I mean, they've had some guys that have been, but, you know, when guys are coming and going and you don't hit enough in your other round, so your franchise never gets over the hump. You have to build off the core of your first round draft picks. There's a reason why the NFL sets it up that the worst teams pick at the top, the best teams pick at the bottom. There's a reason why there's no lottery system in the NFL. It's because it's designed to draft high caliber players and turn your franchise around quickly. Isn't that a funny thing that that's how the draft is set up? Bad teams draft high, good teams draft low. It's not hard to figure out. Okay, so when we come back, we're going to talk about something We're going to follow the money, right? If you want to know the truth of anything in life, the saying always is, follow the money. Well, guess what? We're going to follow the money in the NFL to help you understand and enlighten you a little bit about what is and is not important in the NFL. It is hitting hard with John Chakri on Locked On Sports Atlanta. Back with you on hitting hard with john chuckery on locked on sports atlanta asking you to please go to our youtube channel locked on sports atlanta on youtube and subscribe to it be a part of our community leave us a comment tell us what you think about the show give us a review don't forget to follow me on my personal twitter page it is at jmch316 we continue to talk about the falcons first round pick in drake london now there's an old saying right that says if you want to know something follow the money All right? That makes sense? Follow the money. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the NFL and the financial hierarchy of the NFL. Okay. Let's first start with this the six highest total NFL defensive contracts in the league. Okay. So the total amount of cash in one contract paid to a defensive player in the league. Okay. Here's the top six guys. Khalil Mack, Bosa, Donald, Garrett, Vaughn Miller, TJ Watt. Okay. What do all of those guys have in common? That's the sixth highest total valued contracts defensively in the NFL. What do they all have in common? Well, let's see here. Matt, Bosa, Donald, Garrett, Miller, Watt. Oh, they sacked the quarterback. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Mack was first rounder, Bo's first rounder, Donald first rounder, Garrett first rounder, Miller first rounder. They all are first round draft picks. So, first round guys who rack up tons of sacks are the six highest total defensive contracts in the NFL. Okay. So, when NFL teams say, Where do I want to allocate the most cash over a length of time in a contract? I want to give it to a first-round pick who sacks the quarterback. Six, not one or two, the six highest. Now, until you get into later on in where things rank, that's when you start to get in the corner. And part of that is just the recency of guys getting their biggest contracts. But pass rush is still what pays in the NFL. Let's flip over to the offensive side of the football. When we look at the same metric, the top 20 highest contract values. So, to give you an idea, Pat Mahomes got a $450 million contract, right? Contract value, offensive players, okay? Until you get to the 10th contract, uh, sorry the ninth contract the first eight guys are all quarterback Devonte adams is tied for uh eight he's at 140 million he just signed his deal a month ago with me keep this in mind just signed his deal a month ago trent williams left tackle is 10 in the top 20 in the nfl as far as the highest value offensive contracts that are out there four guys are wide receivers adams just signed a month ago tyreek hill just signed a month ago aj brown signed last night so three of the four guys are guys that literally just signed recency bias and they just got their contract deals in place the only other guy in that mix Amari Cooper. So four guys in the top 20 are wide receivers. Three guys are left tackle. Trent Williams, Ronnie Staley, Tyron Smith, who, by the way, other than Trent Williams, who just signed his deal, which is why he's 10th, those two other guys are, are not as new a contract is obviously what the wide receivers are. My point, and by the way, 13 other players are quarterback. My point is, the only reason wide receiver is a value position now is because it's the most recent. Up until six months ago, quarterback and left tackle has still been the breadwinner of offensive contracts. And when all the top left tackles start to get themselves, you know, back into the mix of getting ready to get paid money, they're going to move right back up there. And by the way, quarterbacks that are about to get paid – are going to move right back up in there. So wide receiver, while it's a nice position, has only gotten is only cracking the top 20 now because of the contract signed in the last month. But three months ago, you wouldn't have had three of those four wide receivers be in the top 10 just because of recency bias. Now Let's also talk about um, wide receiver contracts, okay? Let's see. Here's the total value wide receiver contracts. Devontae Adams, number one, second round pick. Tyree Kill, number two, fifth round pick. Amari Cooper, number three, first round pick. A.J. Brown, number four, second round pick michael thomas five second round pick stefan diggs at number six fifth round pick mike evans number seven first round pick number eight keenan allen third round pick kenny galladay another third round pick and christian kirk rounds out the top 10 another second round pick and we didn't even mention by the way cooper cup was about to get paid third round pick. Notice what I said numbers wise less than any other number. First round pick. I said second, third, fifth. I said fifth as many times as I said first. Why am I saying that? Because again, follow the money. You can find guys who are big time wide receivers not in the first round. The highest-paid defensive players are all first-round sack-to-quarterback guys. You see the trends that I'm, I'm getting to here? When you take the money into account, when NFL teams have to build their roster. See, they don't just do fantasy football like y'all do. I'm drafting this guy, and I got this pick, and I'm in a keeper league and all that nonsense. They have to spend real money. They have to evaluate real talent. They have to make a long-term commitment. They can't draft a guy in their fantasy league this year and then cut them next year with no consequence. If I sign you to $150 million, I've got a crap ton long-term invested in you. So who gets paid? Well, first round sack guys make all the most money in the uh, defensive side of the football in the nfl quarterbacks make the vast majority of all the money on the offensive side and the only reason that wide receiver is now beating out left tackle by one guy in the top 20 is because of all the guys that literally in the last 30 to 45 days have signed a contract one guy signed it last night in the draft and aj brown And all of the top paid wide receivers by and large are not, not first round picks. The guys who are getting the most cash at wide receiver are not taken in the first round. Teams find value. You see how the dominoes all come together in this? You can find guys that are big time players at wide receiver later in the draft. You're not probably gonna find big time pass rushers later in the draft. Offensively, left tackle and quarterback are still the most valuable positions offensively in the NFL. Why do I know all of this? Because I follow the money. Don't forget, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Be part of our community, Hitting Hard with John Chuck. We appreciate you making us your first listen. Every day, don't forget, make your second listen every day. My buddy, Mark Zeno, A to Z with Mark Zeno, the return of Mark Zeno to the Atlanta Sports Airways. He's got opinions you may not like, but you certainly need to hear them. A to Z is part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and you can check that out free and available on YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. Don't forget, to give me a follow on my personal Twitter page, at JMCH316. We will be back with you, a special edition tomorrow for a few minutes. We will look back as to what the Falcons did in the draft on Friday night. This is hitting hard with John Chuckry on Locked on Sports Atlanta.